0: Now, this is on, this is the song that I, st- this is a f- little feel good ditty that I like to start the show with. Somebody thought it was the Fat Albert theme song. Now I'm assuming you're too young to know what this song is.
1: No, it sounds like Fat Albert porno song or <laughs> yeah. something. <It's> like, <laughs> I'm surprised Why
0: didn't make a Fat Albert porno. <laughs> I bet it's out
1: there somewhere. I mean, it's gotta be. It's gotta be.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says every yeah, time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time <you laughs> oh, I want to know what to do with the... I mean, all of those guys would make great porn, like... It would be a great caricatures. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. What's the dude's name? Who did the... Uh, the, the Mushmouth or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Mushmouth. With
1: the, yeah, the with weird the beanie over his eyes.
0: Oh, come on. Yeah. I'm going to... I mean I don't know I don't know a lot of people in porn. Just one. <laughs> but I figure I'll just float that idea past Float that
1: start start sending script ideas. This,
0: this dude that um that I know and I know him peripherally. His name's his name is
1: Oh, this song. Yeah, yeah nah, nah, no. Know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
0: He um is the guy and I know him like in a periphery way. He um that was really high tech, wasn't it? How I held it up to the mic. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> You got good mics? I won't judge. uh, Guys, this is Jeremiah Watkins, everybody. Um, Hey, 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 uh, hey, everybody. Um, The guy that I know on the periphery is a guy named Kieran Lee, and he's the guy who insured his dick for a million dollars.
1: I think I heard about this guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Imagine the kind of confidence you would have to have in your dick to be like... This is worth a million dollars.
1: How much would you insure your dick for? Like, <laughs> okay, let's talk about. <laughs> let's that. do this. Let's okay,
0: do this. because not how much it's worth to you. No, to how, the what world. The market will bear. The mar- <laughs> What's the market value on <laughs> Josh Wolf's dick? Ooh. Okay. Let's let's <laughs> let's break it down for a second. Okay. What are the things that go into worth of the dick? Mm-hmm.
1: Size. Size. Uh, reliability.
0: So when you say reliability, like you got to kick the tires a little bit, so it need, it has to be able to come get up and down whenever you need whenever it.
1: Whenever you need it, the that engine to rev, it's, it's okay. ready to go.
0: Yeah, so it's got to be like a lawnmower. Every time you pull it, first pull.
1: Yep, first pull. Got it. Okay. None of this, you know, choking it and adding oil and right. like priming so it. I, it I uh, no no none of that none of that none, <laughs> none of, of that
0: be like yeah you <laughs> <laughs> got it okay okay <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any extra. We I don't, don't know, know if
1: that analogy is for butt play. I don't know what that is. The he yeah. well, the, the best like part the is,
0: is that you since they couldn't hear you it's their imagination yeah they didn't see what you were doing with your fingers
1: I was being gross <laughs> with my fingers yeah. everybody and I
0: like how you used more than one finger that <laughs> I don't says know. a lot about <laughs> you Jeremiah <laughs> 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 he started using this water bottle yeah, he, was, <laughs> he had his leg out going <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so size liability mm-hmm. okay what are the other th-
1: oh uh, also speed maybe.
0: Could okay, be. so durability.
1: Durab- durability. Let's <laughs> say like durability. I like that. Durability. Durability. It yeah.
0: sounds like a, we're like judging tires right now, doesn't it?
1: Totally. What's With your s- what's your rating on? We've <laughs> gone size, yeah, yeah.
0: durability, mm-hmm. reliability. Yeah. It does sound like a tire. This sounds
1: like a, a Ford commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So f-
0: are those the three? Are there any intangibles that we're forgetting? Uh, Well, it's got, I mean, the look. The look? It, does the usage, does mileage count? Hmm.
1: Is mileage a good thing or a bad thing? That's what I'm asking. You know what I mean? Because some women could look at it like he's very experienced. Right. While other women could look at it like he's been around too much.
0: Right. Okay. So where, where do you... Okay. Well, then. Okay. So size. If we're saying, and I've read this somewhere, <laughs> that the average American penis is six inches. Yeah. All oh right. I'm, o- I'm over that. I'm not like... Doubling it, yeah, you yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm over six inches. Yeah, reliability still good. Hmm. Speed. What's that? Durability. Durability. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Durability sounds like like you could run over it with a car <laughs> and it would be okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just got the worst, <laughs> the worst visual. Let's see. Hit it with a hammer. Yeah. No,
0: it's fine. It's durable. <laughs> uh, okay. So then I also read that the average male is oh, is around 2 minutes. Did you read that? This is stuff that I've read when I'm on the plane. Is that real? Yeah. 2 minutes is the average.
1: Now that I've never heard but that. See, you feel pretty, pretty good about yourself. I feel way better about myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 2 minutes, okay. Yeah. I'm 2 pe- minutes is
1: if I haven't, you know, exercised the demons in a long time yeah. and then I just need
0: to, you know. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it is though that and I this has always fascinated me. Like, I can... This is a great way to start a podcast. Of course, yeah. But I can, I can masturbate way faster than so I can quick. do anything else.
1: So quick. But I can. If I really need to, I can get yeah, off in under can, a minute whenever yeah, I masturbate. So oh, yeah.
0: But why is that? Like, why... I enjoy having sex and blowjobs way more. Yeah, of course. But I wonder why it just happens. Maybe it's because your body's like, this is sad. <laughs> Let's just get this It's giving
1: up on itself Let's just get this over Let's, with Come on come This on. is Mania. embarrassing for all of us This is okay? Do you have to We're be? grown men here Yeah
0: I mean did you have to jerk off in the green room Let's just get this <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this um, Okay I would say If I was going to ensure, So he's a million dollars He's probably got like a 12 or 13 But he's a inch. porn star Porn star 12 yeah. or 13 inch dick. So a lot of
1: people see it Yep Way more and than
0: He lasts way longer than I
1: last Of course
0: But they also you know They they get shots in the base of their in their shaft to last longer to keep the dick hard. Do they really? Oh yeah, you didn't know that? No. Oh, it's I hear it's a very painful thing They take a needle and I don't know what they shoot it full of, but they shoot I mean, somebody some can, kind of steroid or something for I, a temporary? I think it's cement. No, I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it makes it feel even more bad for the for the girls that they're plowing.
0: There was a porn house so, for, uh, and you're looking at my wall, it wasn't there. Yeah. It was um, four houses down on this side of the street. Yeah. Where I used to see girls walk in in the morning and they were like makeup done, hair good. When yeah. they walked out, they looked like they got beat with a fuck, but they did. Yeah, of with course. A bat. Yeah. I mean, they were fucked, limping, and one of the heels was broken. Their hair was fucked up. Their mascara oh. was running. Like, it looked like they had put in a hard day's work. <laughs> Whatever they pay those women, they do not pay them enough yeah that seems like a difficult job
1: be the worst
0: porn star by the way and so i still need the value i'm add like a motherfucker it's okay okay so if i was gonna put a value he's at a million and i'm I'm, i feel like i'm half of whatever he's doing (laughs) less than half because he's done porns where he's fucking for like 45 minutes fucking for 45 minutes by the way that sounds terrible yeah. That doesn't sound like something I'd w- even if I could do that I would want to do. Right. I mean, I'm not even in the gym for
1: Maybe minutes. if you're making love for 45 minutes. Well, that's that's the, something different, baby. Yeah,
0: because if you're making love, you're asleep for at least 40. <laughs> 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 um, I guess if he's a million, I bet you that I'm like 10% of what that dude is. Okay. So I would oh, underground. What about you?
1: Whew. Man, I...
0: What an embarrassing thing to hmm. go into the insurance because, you know, the insurance probably if they have to somehow test it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, si-
1: they have to have a guy come out. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. Because I've seen them when they come out and they like you have an accident. They have to go. Oh, yeah, this is they this is. Yeah, yeah. They take pictures. They measure how big the damage yeah, is. And then and they stuff. have to go, take it back to the office and be like, what do you think about this dick? Yeah. How much is this one worth? They consult
1: other people. Yeah. Mm.
0: I, that seems like a The dick adjuster Seems like a different
1: That would be I haven't be, seen that
0: Allstate ad I haven't
1: seen the, <laughs> yeah. that Yeah well, You're in good hands Would have a very different <laughs> <Yeah>. meaning <laughs> and, and,
0: and then and With the voice Of the old The dude that was, Who was the president On 24 Yeah That fucking That black guy's got the best He's got a better voice Than Morgan Freeman I think
1: It's great Don't you think It's so, so It's really good It's really good
0: I think that In the state of politics now That dude With that voice Could get elected because if he said the right things, yeah. Apparently, you don't have to say anything.
1: Which we're learning right now, yes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Apparently, we're in, the, in a a time and place where facts don't matter that much, mm-hmm. which is great for comics. It's great for comics, right? Yeah. Do you I do any... Like- what kind of stand-up do you do? Do you do any... By the way, guys, I just want to tell you something about Jeremiah. If you don't know who he is right now, uh, in two years, you will. Dude, I, I'm... I've now seen you improv, like, at three or four shows. I don't know who does it better than you. Oh, that's very cool of you to say. And not only do you always keep the story going, which you do, right? You keep whatever you're doing going. But it's, like, it's not excessive. There's no extra words. Sometimes it's one or two words and just – like, when we did Kill Tony –
1: that was so fun, man.
0: And you said that Brody's favorite cologne it
1: was Creep. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Because <laughs> to set it up, Brody, uh, it's like a panel that's like uh, that, that comics are performing in front of, and Josh and I are <laughs> a part of this panel. And Brody Stevens, uh, after this girl performs, he's like, "Oh, you, uh, you, you smell nice. What are you wearing? Are we, you weren't you wearing this?" And uh, and she's like, no, uh, it's this. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> the kind of cologne that Brody wears is creep. Because <laughs> it, it was so weird. It's like it had nothing to do with oh, the comedy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, the other comedy. Oh come on! <laughs> I'm not like that. Who are you to say that to me? It's
0: a good. You know, I started with Brody. His, so that cadence is something he slowly developed over the year, which is. Yeah, and always talk, but it's perfect. Where are you from?
1: From Kansas, and I would insure my dick for like mm, ninety grand.
0: Oh, you're going ten under me? Yeah, well, that's nice of you. Just the price my is house. right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go over him. I, know. It's I feel his like, house.
1: I feel like I'm looking towards the audience right now. I'm like <laughs> higher,
0: lower, lower. I what I do is my dick good enough? Higher, higher? Oh, it's a good dick. Okay. okay, that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, did you when? When did you come out here? How old were you?
1: Uh, I'm 27. I came out here when I was 20, so I just hit my seven-year mark, like I, just a few days ago.
0: And why? Like, what were you doing in Kansas?
1: I was working a couple jobs to. I knew that I was going to come out to LA. Yeah. So I was in community college. Got my two-year degree, baby. Yeah, yeah man. Associate of in? the Arts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> sure what that is. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> they see. They see my resume whenever I would apply for jobs, and they are just like, okay,
0: we'll put this with the others, and they yeah. just
1: throw it in like a fire.
0: We'll put it with the people who have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. So you uh, came out here. Did you know anybody when you came out?
1: I didn't know anybody. Yeah, I was I was working morning radio back in Kansas City, and I was working at a car wash. Uh, morning at the radio time. with Johnny Dare. Uh, I do know Johnny Dare. I I used to do uh, promotions uh, with him after I no longer worked on air for 96.5 The Buzz.
0: Mm, Yeah. Seems like a great place. The Buzz? The Buzz. What kind of music for The Buzz? Alternative rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever go to Stanford's?
1: Uh, Yeah, I did. Not whenever I lived there. Only after whenever I came back uh, I would like go back and feature there For like my buddy John Cheezer he's, he's from that area
0: Dude you know I'm going to be there in December Do you go back for the holidays? Yeah Do you want to just feature?
1: That'd be great that'd be, that, that Yeah that'd,
0: that'd work out great Let me call Glazer Yeah Maybe we can do some I'll bring my guitar I like to bring my guitar And I'm not very good But I like to improv shit
1: Oh yeah that's so fun
0: We'll go and fuck around Yeah I will I'll make sure they put you on there
1: Cool Yeah let's Nailed, figure it, it out it. Okay yeah.
0: good um, So when you came out here, you didn't know anybody. I, when I came out here, I didn't know anybody. Right. Where
1: and where are you from originally? I'm from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, that's right.
0: So what did you like? You drive in.
1: I drive in with my brother. He was cool enough to to make the the drive out there with me. And right. I just packed my car to the brim with everything I could, like with with clothing and and my my iMac at the time, yeah. and you know all that stuff, and just crammed it full. And then we drove straight through for 25 hours. We took turns. Driving and it was, oh, I've it's done a couple of those. It's uh whenever you reach your destination, it's it's I still remember how my body felt. It's one of the worst times I've ever just felt in my life. You just feel like a zombie, like yes. everything is just drained of you. Yeah. Even though I slept for like a couple hours here and there, it's just like horrible. No. It's no. just horrible.
0: We did one drive. Uh, I I went to college in San Antonio, and me and my buddy Murph and a guy named Steve Walco, <coughs> Walco's parents. Had driven down one of those big vans that had a couple of captain's chairs in it and shit, and we were gonna drive from San Antonio to his house, yeah. in Connecticut. And so Murph,
1: I miss captain chairs, but oh, way. so sweet, dude, it so fucking, great. I had the paneling on the oh, side, oh, dude, it was fucking love great, it, love it. it. Might have even
0: had a sunrise in the back of the van, oh, dude. So Murph, Walk and I were doing most of the driving. We And Murph was, you know, drinking or smoking weed in the back, and we didn't give him, he was like, come on, guys, give me a chance to drive. You guys have been driving. So the first time we give him a chance to drive, maybe we've been, Walker and I have been sleeping for an hour, maybe, in the middle of the day, and we wake up just, just, we're obviously bumping. Yeah. We're in the middle of the highway, in the grass part. Murph had fallen asleep, too. I'm like, Murph, you've been awake for 40 minutes. He was like, I got tired. I was Like pull fucking pull over, dude! Oh my God, <laughs> that's insane. You didn't have any of that? No falling asleep?
1: Uh, no, not not out here. Uh, but on the way, uh, before, right before, right after high school, I had an incident where I feel like a buddy fell asleep at the wheel. We got hit by a semi, and I feel like what? He, yeah, on a freeway. Yeah.
0: How many in the car?
1: Uh, there was three of us in the car. What kind of car? Uh, two door Honda Accord. Like how a ninety three or how whatever. How does that
0: car survive a semi?
1: It it uh basically it was hit all along the side like it was like like.
0: Oh, it didn't head it, on you.
1: No, 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 not head on. It was like basically hitting on like we. I looked out the window and the the, the se- tire was there. The semi wheels were like bashing oh. into oh, the side of you. our car. Yeah. Who
0: yeah. was driving?
1: Uh, my buddy Willie, who he fell asleep at the wheel, I think we still don't know because he he swears that the semi hit us but we're like but why didn't he slow down or stop well he did eventually like we like we pulled over on on yeah but the didn't he see road.
0: it coming if he was awake he wouldn't have seen it well that's it. the thing is yeah. like, like he, he
1: he said that the semi drifted into our lane and and just completely started bashing i wake up my head hitting the the, the side of the you know, window the wheel is right there yeah and, and like the semi is oh, just no. closing in on us we're in the left lane the semi's in the right lane and and we're just like bashing back and forth and yeah and we're lucky we didn't go underneath yeah the wheel
0: but the, and the glass didn't break near your face the
1: glass didn't break because it was hitting the body of the car it, it was like right around it you know
0: did you, on a scale of one to ten fear where where is your fear when you look out wake up and you see a giant semi wheel Uh, and is that the most scared you've ever been
1: i don't think that's the most scared i've ever been because i was so disoriented with what was going on that i i didn't when we were standing on the side of the highway and his car was totaled that's when i was like oh we could have we could have died there yeah like that's whenever it like did you punch him in the chest once no, no. But <laughs> the best but the best thing about that we like his car gets towed to this like junkyard in the middle of nowhere in like Wyoming or something and uh he's looking at it his wheel that's supposed to be a circle is now a square and he looks at the mechanic and he's like, "So, are we going to be able to like throw a tire back on this <laughs> thing, get this thing back on the road?" And the guy just looks at him and he goes, "Uh no, <laughs> this thing's totaled, and I start dying laughing. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. Look at this car; it's so messed up and totaled.
0: It's changed shapes. Dude. Yeah, yeah. When your vehicle changed shapes, it's not supposed. It's not a fucking transformer. Right, right. It's not supposed to do that. Yeah. That we um, I used to drive. I drove. I've done a lot of cross country trips. I've mm-hmm. done. Um, let me think. I did Texas to Massachusetts. Texas to New York. I did New York to Seattle. I did Texas to California. I did Seattle to California. We did
1: L.A. to Texas a couple of years ago yeah. f- with the Roast Battle Crew. Yeah. And we ran out of gas on the way there because one of our guys just was smoking weed and didn't look at the gauge while he was driving.
0: I feel like when you run out of gas, that's a real indictment on where you are in your life. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like that is because Successful people do not ever ever run out of gas never yeah. never never never, never 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 for a lot of reasons one you know you look at the tank and you go all right now i've driven on when it's close to e before but you know kind of how far you have sure and you're like well i gotta get to a gas station but to be on a freeway at that point in time especially because i know from california to texas there's long stretches where there ain't shit there's nothing there's nothing. But, so if you run out of gas in some of those places, and you don't even get cell reception in a lot of those places, you run out of gas there, you're fucked. Yep. How close were you at anything?
1: We were in the middle of nowhere, uh, and this this truck pulls up next to us that yep. had a gas tanker on them. We, were, we called AAA. They didn't come for hours. They ended up... Uh, I think never coming. I think Avis, the people with the the, the van, it. they never came. They never came. So we had to call another company, and they came out. We're in the middle of nowhere in Texas, and then this gas tanker pulls up, like on the back of like a uh, like a big like F three fifty or something. Yeah. He pulls up and he goes, "Y'all run out of gas." They go, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, well,
0: which one of you sucking my dick?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> no that's not I, the, this dude the dude
1: who ran out of gas yeah dude, yeah he, that guy's he's he's doing the dick sucking yeah, yeah, toll yeah,
2: yeah
1: sorry man right. gonna suck some dick today so he so he looks at us and his wife is sitting next to him in the car and he looks at me and he's like i'll give you uh five gallons of gas for 150 dollars
0: are you kidding and i was like no we're good
1: thanks yeah. and his wife's looking at me like are you gonna pay up or what yeah. and i'm like no we're good <laughs> thanks and then we had to wait like another
0: f- that dude offered you five gallons of gas yeah for a hundred did you try to talk him down
1: no because i was like if he's starting there there's no there, like it's not
0: do you know what's also funny is that and just had to and out. that's
1: that's the the way that guy makes his living by the way guaranteed
0: oh because he has that he goes he up, and up and down yeah yeah, yeah. all goes, right let me ask you a question what type of it was an Avis car?
1: Uh we're in a van. We're like in a big van uh of guys. So there's like eight guys in this van.
0: So what did did he just judging by the van, he just thought you guys had 150 kind of just laying yeah, around. Yeah. Cuz
1: it was a brand new van. It was a brand new van that we rented <laughs> yeah. for this road trip. Yeah. So he's just like, yeah, oh, these like these fancy he, motherfuckers in their These city boys with their brand new. <laughs> <laughs> brand new Eco Liner <laughs> right? van. Top of the line, 2016. I just looked at that in the catalog online. I believe
0: that's got seatbelts in all the rows. Yes, it do. That, that van right there, I think they could put together $150. Yeah, You absolutely. know when they pulled up, they sat first on the way up. They were like, how much do we ask for? <laughs> they had that conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. They had that conversation. The woman was like. How much you gonna ask for?
1: <laughs> well, I think you know maybe like seventy-five.
0: Seventy-five. I need some new shoes.
1: Oh, so. all right, sweetie. Uh, maybe one buck twenty-five. Uh. Oh, you need nicer shoes than that? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, well, what do you say, one fifty?
0: Yeah, they they, they they got that fancy. They got that fancy van. They're driving up. I bet you that thing's got serious radio in it. Did it have serious radio? You think? Did it have serious radio? <laughs> I'm like getting like, into hey, it. I'm like, does this? Be- <laughs> I wonder, did it have serious radio? Now, wait. So this is the guy you just, volu- you were like, you're driving.
1: Yeah, because everybody and else was tired. And he never
0: volunteered the, no, the, to say that the, the gas was. Everybody else was asleep. Oh, I would have fucking punched him right now. Oh, that. No.
1: Uh, so I wake up to you know when you feel yes uh, yeah the van just or a car just slowing down and you know it's not natural yeah <laughs> I wake up to uh. and then he just goes uh oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I wait I wake up and I heard uh oh I just started laughing because I knew exactly what happened and everybody else is just furious and I'm just like. Who does this happen to? Yeah. This is so dumb.
0: There are a couple people you never want to hear say, uh oh, your pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your doctor. Yeah. And whoever's driving you. Right. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh-oh. No. Uh oh. No, that not what you want to hear. Yeah. So, Roast Battle, you do like the three things you kind of have going right now, not kind of, but three things you have going right now, which are real things Roast Battle. Yeah. Goddamn Comedy Gem. Mm hmm. And Kill Tony. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything I'm missing?
1: Uh, I do my show stand up on the spot. Which, uh, by the way, yeah,
0: I had so much fun. You're great
1: on it, man. Doing that, dude. Yeah,
0: I had so much fun. Tell everybody what that is.
1: So you go. The comedians go up with no prepared material. Uh, they ask the audience for suggestions. The audience yells suggestions out, and then you have to create stand up on the spot off of what they yell out. So as long as you're not doing anything, uh, within your material and it's 100% improvised, you can do whatever you want.
0: What I like about it is. It, it, especially the people you have up there, um, it's it does not lend itself to you telling one line jokes. You no. have to figure out a way to start a story or a point of view, mm-hmm. and and get to some punchlines. Attack
1: it quickly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I really like the the. It's you know what else it does. Like when I watched, I've, I watched a couple shows before I. Mm-hmm. Uh. Got in touch with you because I didn't want to fucking embarrass myself. But, um, what's up, Jakey? Oh, what's up? How are you? All right. That's my son, Jake. Hey, what's up, man? Um, that's Jeremiah. Good to meet you. Uh, we're gonna go to 7-11. You're going to 7 Eleven? Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk to you soon. What's up, Biggie? Hey. Hi. Well, come on. Um, these are grown people that, like, kind of live in my house. Nice. Yeah, they're big dudes. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. <they're big> dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> looking at my house. Are these, dudes? <laughs> yeah. these are big dudes. Yeah, these are, like, grown, this, like,
1: yeah, it's... They ball?
0: He's a big person. Yeah, he plays basketball. Uh-huh. He plays volleyball. Okay,
1: cool. And this is Will, and he
0: plays lacrosse and soccer. Yeah, there you go. Nice. All right, Boomer, how about you unfold that? Yeah, I, I have to do it once I shut the door. You don't really. Just pull it back. Mm-hmm. not that hard it shouldn't be that hard should right that i mean right we, we should describe what we were watching right yeah right. we were
1: watching him the the rug was caught in the door and he had to flip it back over he, so he, the door he, he could took, shut properly
0: took a, uh that was not exactly how i would have done it i would no. have just pulled the rug back
1: yeah but he he, he went the soccer approach and yeah, just yeah, use yeah. the feet yeah. he's like <laughs> 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 yeah yeah
0: yeah um yeah the stand of the spot you know what i like about it, it w- and when i watched and when i um when i did it What is very obvious is is watching how people, because you're you have to be funny right there, right? Yeah. So you go to your fallback, whatever your fallback is, or however you, at the heart of yourself, write jokes. That's what you fall back to. Right. So to me, the most interesting thing is besides how funny I think it is, and is watching how different comics get to their dude
1: watching different comedians' wheels turn inside their head is it's fascinating every single time. I, because I, everybody attacks it so yes. differently. Yes. Like like you okay, you'll watch uh like Steve Simone. Uh you'll watch him attack it where he'll get the suggestion mm-hmm. and he'll find a story somewhere in his brain that connects with that word and he'll attack it from because he's a storyteller. Yes. But then there's other guys who are like you know one-liner comics or whatever yeah. which i've seen only a few like one-liner type comics do, right? that's so hard um uh there's a guy uh, did you know angelo bowers at all yeah yeah dude he was the king at doing one-liners off of suggestions really? and it was it was crazy he would just like do these quick one-liners just like write them immediately because that's like his that was his voice right. you know and uh there's how, a
0: how long you been doing this particular show the uh
1: this fall like next next month or two months from now will be six years around los angeles
0: it's really fascinating man it's why i really like i like there's a whole up-and-coming group of comics in la right now mm-hmm. that are really different and funny and um you know what you all have that I really like, which I think is really good for comedy, is you have a sense of play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're clearly, I, I follow you, so I know how much you're out there, but you also clearly don't, t- you know, you take it seriously, but you don't take it seriously. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh. Do you dude, know what I mean?
1: Def- definitely with my comedy, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't take myself too seriously But. With-
0: yeah. You also you take it seriously enough to always be working on your craft. But yeah, the work
1: side of things I take very yes. seriously, but the play side and like what what I put out there as far as content, yeah, I I,
0: I I like that. Yeah, I, I like like the your, your group. Um, and look, there obviously there's always room for the Louis C.K.s and 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 Rogan and and Burr and guys who attack issues, right? Right. But I miss the sense of play that that group doesn't have that same sense of play on stage right dude I'm not knocking their comedy at all they're all geniuses above and beyond of anything course. that I would ever hope that I could be yeah but I like that like it's different when like when you're on stage and I want you and the guys you're having fun you are clearly having fun that's
1: I mean that's my goal with every show is to have fun and I'm hoping that that ends up translating to the audience and yeah. then the audience has fun too
0: it does, man. I mean, look, I don't know how funny I think Jimmy Fallon is. But I do know that when I watch him, I'm happy.
1: Yep. And that's why he is a juggernaut. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Look, I, I And he makes the people who he interviews feel really yeah. good. And he establishes a rapport so quickly and makes them feel comfortable that they end up shining because he sets them up for yeah. success.
0: Yeah. And so I think like um, I really... Enjoy that. Like, I want to watch somebody, and when I watch them, I want to feel good. Oh, yeah. And, and, and those like, are
1: my favorite guys to watch. Yeah, I agree. I, and and I, I love all the comics you mentioned uh, before, but the comics who make me laugh because I know that they're making themselves laugh and they're having a great time, they're being silly and they're like pushing the boundaries in mm-hmm. different ways, those are the guys that I can watch all day long.
0: Let me ask you something. When I did the goddamn Comedy Jam and I stuck my finger in his belly button. <laughs> how did you feel about that
1: dude it was one of my favorite (laughs) moments of the show like i've had a lot of fun weird moments with that show but so josh brought me and johnny scores up on stage razor blade and mosh pit and
0: by the way guys goddamn comedy jam is a show that so comics
1: they do a set
0: they do a set and then they play a song with the band yep but the band comes along with two roadies, which yeah. are you and what's his name?
1: Uh, Johnny Squire is Razor Blade.
0: Okay, yeah, and so and he's got a little bit of a belly.
1: Yeah, he's a big dude. Big dude. Yeah, uh, I, and he was uh, uh, Ralphie in The Equalizer. Yes, for your listeners.
0: And so, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So Josh
0: brings us both out on
1: stage, and this is what I love about it because a lot of comics are so nervous with this show because they have to end up singing a song yeah. right after they're set that they are just running through their set they're just wanting to get their set done so they can get to the song because that's what they're most nervous and concerned about nailing they're just like oh i do stand up every night but i really want to nail the song so usually they're not comfortable enough to do something in the moment (laughs) like what josh did so he brought us on stage and (laughs) johnny and i Razorblade and Moshpit, pit are, are, are standing on stage next to josh and he's like uh he asked the audience, like he's looking at our belly buttons, and we both have deep belly buttons. But Johnny is a big, way bigger <laughs> guy than me, a w-
0: a way bigger guy than me. And by the way, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say we have both got pretty deep belly buttons. <laughs> like, I, I said it, it so casually. Yeah, or- I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know I don't want to go ahead, and, but we both got. Uh, listen,
1: we, got, um, we both got pretty deep. Going back to the dick thing, you know what they say with, about guys with deep belly buttons. <laughs> yeah, we got pretty deep belly buttons, Pretty deep belly buttons. So, so, uh, so Josh brings us on stage, okay? You know, just a couple of guys, deep belly buttons, and uh, <laughs> he asks the audience, Go you on, know, tree tree just, just a couple of, you know, you know, we got a we got a tunnel between our uh, between our stomach. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Anyway, so uh, he brings us on stage and he asks the audience, he goes, how 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 deep? How many knuckles deep? Can I get with with my finger with my pinky? Was it a pinky? It was index. It was oh, it's index. Yeah. Oh, that makes it even worse. So he goes, how how far? He, he's asking the audiences, how far do you think I can fit my finger? Might have been pinky. Maybe it's pinky. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's pinky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. So he goes, "How far do you think I can get this pinky inside this guy's belly button?" And he and he starts with Johnny, and I'm like, "Oh well, mine's gonna be way, way, way more shallow than yeah. <laughs> than Johnny's." So he starts with Johnny's, and uh,
0: well, somebody was like two knuckles.
1: Yeah, somebody like, somebody yells out two knuckles,
0: and I was like, "Are you I are mean, you sure?" Yeah, I think I got, I got more room.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and so basically they, they build it up. They do like, did we do a drum roll? Yep. Yep. Nick, uh, liberator on drums starts and, and Josh holds up his pinky and then he starts slowly going inside Johnny Scorch's his belly button and then he goes all the way way. in with his his pinky. Like we're talking complete consumption Of his pinky,
0: his belly button ate my finger. Yep, and then not only in and not only that. Here's another thing I do want (laughs) to add that I hadn't thought of until just now. Right, I didn't lube it up. It's not like I licked my finger. It just slipped in. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, it just kind of slid in. There was no. It wasn't like there was like any kind of problem sliding it in well mosh
1: pit and razor blade are very sweaty roadies okay so i mean the lubrication just from the body sweat natural natural condensation on (laughs) the bodies
0: allowed you to slip your your finger in and then afterwards i remember i gave that guy twenty dollars to smell my finger. to smell
1: it he brought another guy up on stage
0: and i wiped it under his nose
1: yeah and Dude took a huge whiff. He took a huge whiff. For 20 bucks. And then he pocketed that 20.
0: Would you do that for 20 bucks?
1: No. It's not worth it to me. Me neither. 20 bucks. It's like, dude, I, but I'm really weird. Like, I'm I'm germophobic in weird ways. Like, that kind of stuff, that's like too much for me. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm germophobic in weird ways, too. Like, if something <laughs> fell on the floor, I'd be like, I'll eat that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Right. I'll eat that. And, you know, I've worked at so many restaurants and so many bars where I know the amount of discussing things. Oh, yeah. Of every piece of anything that you're touching your mouth. I hate to disappoint everybody, but gross shit. Just from how they clean everything look, on down, especially at a bar. If you're drinking out of a glass at a bar, oh, yeah. you've made a bad decision. Yeah. And you're not using a straw even if you're, you've made a bad decision. So that kind of stuff I know. and But, like, I'm with you. Other people's bodily fluids mm-hmm. is a real where I really draw a hard line. You know, I had to go to a, um, I had to go to a, um, <laughs> I had to go to a fertility clinic once. Mm-hmm. My wife wanted me to get my sperm tested because apparently weed isn't good for your semen.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> I said that right away. Like <laughs> yeah. I know that yep. very well. <laughs> yep. On board uh, for that one. <laughs> yep. Um, of and it? Heard of I it? had a hard time jerking off in the room, just because I knew how many other people had jerked off in that room. Do you that make I mean? sense? Yeah, yeah. And the chair was covered in plastic, and the remote control was covered in plastic, and I was like, uh, "Hey, this is
1: like, yeah." How many people have come on this remote or something uh, before? Nearly, before, they before they were like, "We, should, like, we should put <laughs> some kind of saran wrap or
0: something around this." Yeah, this is really seems to be some sort of health issue. We need to
1: add some drains or something <laughs> yeah. in here. It's getting it real bad. Not,
0: it was seriously like a crime scene. Like, oh, no. if iced tea had Dude. walked out of the closet, like, hey, somebody died in here, I'd be like, yeah, fucking, I know that. Yeah.
1: Next time, you, if you ever have to go to a fertility clinic again, just bring a black light with you and
0: turn it on. I've done that. Have, have you not, really? Not, not a fertility clinic. I've done it at a hotel. Have you ever done it? No. I'm How horrible done. is it? I'm, I have two black lights. I'm going to give you one of them. I, I you seem like the kind of guy who might have fun with that.
1: Oh man.
0: All right. <laughs> just know this: you can't unsee what um, you're gonna see. Yeah, so you have to understand that no matter how clean where you think no matter how clean you think it is, it's not. When I turned off the light in the bathroom and did the black light, I was like, i what happened in here? Like, seriously? Did every murder of all time happen <laughs> in this room first? Yeah, it was. There was shit sprayed, and and I used to do a joke about this in um, in my act. But clearly, in the room I was staying in, where I did it, people had been wiping their dick on the curtains. Yeah. Why do you say it like that's a thing? Because I, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. 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 No that First yeah I go. Yeah, yep, then I go yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that happens sometimes. You know, you get lonely in a hotel. And <laughs> you fuck the curtain? No, uh Red Band talks about in one of his jokes how he uses the curtains. He, in one of his jokes, he talks about yeah. how how he'll he'll come on the curtains whenever he stays on Listen, in a hotel.
0: That's tr- I that yes. Yeah. I, that's what, a real thing. But why? What do the curtains ever do to you? Well, you (laughs) fucking come on some curtains. What are you, an animal?
1: Well, dude, I mean, I just... I'm more than happy with the stack of towels they give me.
0: Yeah, let me ask you something. So, is he jerking? Is he alone in a hotel room coming on curtains? I think so. That's, to me... Maybe That's I don't know. Cereal. I mean, I That's I've never raised shit.
1: my hand during that part. Excuse me, <laughs> Excuse me real quick. Whenever you're coming on these curtains, is there a girl involved, or are you like pulling out and then going yeah, onto yeah, the curtain? Yeah. Or is it just like a weird like like power thing? Yeah, is where? it? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: can come on some curves? Yeah. yeah. I have never had, and I have a lot of sexual. I don't know if they're oddities. I think we all have our own little things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But coming on a curtain has never been, like, one of my... That's not my jam. No, I don't know what the positive is. Right. Like, because when I'm I'm about to orgasm, do I want the last thing I see to be a curtain? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, usually that moment, like, if I'm timing it out when I'm watching porn, that's Mm -hmm. the moment. Yeah. That's the thing that I wanted to see. That's the thing that I've spent the last 42 minutes surfing for finally found it right but i can't it's not a curtain i never i'm never like hey i finally found my curtain porn do you know one time i was having sex with my wife and she used to have a picture of the two of us by her bed and in the picture i'm smiling and right before i was about to come i looked over and i just saw myself smiling and i was like gotta move that picture back. i can't do that again can't make that mistake again that's a big no-no for me that was not good. Um,
1: That's hilarious. Looking at yourself right before you go. Oh,
0: I, I bet you there are some. And I'm assuming I'm going to stereotype now.
1: Well, mm-hmm.
0: I'll ask you first. When you in your head, if you picture some some guy, because I assume it's only guys in the in a mirror masturbating. Yeah. I don't. Women seem to be classier than that. Yeah. What does that dude look like in your brain? What do you think that guy? I know the, the guy that I think does it.
1: The the masturbates like in the mirror? To himself. To himself?
0: He's probably got a lot of muscles.
1: Oh no, he's definitely got a lot of muscles. He's jacked. He's he's already oiled himself. (laughs) And no and nobody is around to even (laughs) see the oil. (laughs) No, yeah. Like and then after he's done, he has to wipe he has to like wipe himself down (laughs) to get the oil off his body. And he feels and he feels so much shame that no like maybe he'll take an Instagram picture. After that. <laughs> but, dude, the shame that you have to feel to wipe off oil on your body that nobody was there just to see. Just so you could jerk off to so yourself? Just so you could jerk off to
0: yourself. Oh, man. That dude, he's in the gym hating himself. Yeah. When you are on stage and you're improvising, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you jump into characters like that. Right. Those characters that you have a whale to choose from, or is that just something that jumps into your brain?
1: Usually it's something that jumps into my brain. Uh, I mean, there's there's like some stock, maybe some stock voices or whatever
0: yeah. that I have. You do impersonations too?
1: I do a lot of impersonations. Who's and your best? Hmm.
0: You have a go-to that you're <clears throat> like this... Ten years ago, for people who would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger, everybody could have done it would have jumped. Right. To go to jump. Do you have something that is your thing that you can go, I, I'm going to get laughed at that?
1: So It's funny. Some of my favorite impressions are not ones that are super mainstream.
0: Right. You do a great one of my neighbor, Tim. Right. I mean, nailed. I mean, it's just nailed. Me, you Tim, just me, you, and Tim know it. Me, but, <laughs> Josh, and Tim, <laughs> we roll
1: <laughs> laughing whenever I'm
0: like. It's a great Tim. Josh, can you
1: get your truck out of my driveway? The, the the tail end is just,
0: it's sticking over the line again. That actually, oddly enough, sounds like, the, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what that sounds like, but it does sound like somebody I know. There not Tim, but pretty, pretty damn close. Uh, What's your go-to? Uh,
1: some of my favorite ones, uh, uh, Patrick Warburton, do you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good one because I don't hear a lot of people do that. Well,
1: I, I so, okay, so I can do a lot of the mainstream ones that are, you know, the Arnold, the Christopher Walkins, that kind of stuff. I try to get impressions that other people are not currently doing. Yeah. That's like my goal, at least.
0: So I would think that it's important to find a distinct voice that nobody else is doing. Right. And he definitely has a distinct voice.
1: He's got a super distinct voice. Yeah. So. It does a lot of ads for Soup Plantation right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what else I find crazy about guys who do impersonations? Mm. I don't know if it's on purpose, but your faces.
1: Yeah, you got you got to match it. That's it, to, crazy to, to, to get into character like Patrick Warburton looks like he always is about to fall asleep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. barely opening his eyes for the break of dawn. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Hey, great to be here on the Josh Wolf podcast. Like Heard a lot asleep. of good Thanks. Real <laughs> quick here, ninety nine.
0: What else you got? What is another good one that you uh, feel like that people that is not something that other people?
1: Uh, have? one that is uh, Nick Nolte that that I don't feel many people do. No. Nick Nolte, and uh, his voice has gotten really shredded over the years. Really like. Uh, like, what's going on? Like, have you been swallowing
0: gravel? Yeah, like like Marge Simpson. Yeah. How <laughs> me? Yeah. <Like>, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that whole thing. Yeah. Do you do voices on stage when you do your stand-up? I
1: do, yeah. But so my thing, though, is I try to have a bit or a reason to do the impression. Mm-hmm. I really, really do not like when guys or girls do impressions where they're like, this is my impression. i right. uh, And it's just like, hey, it's Bill Clinton here. Like, it has, like, nothing to do with a bit. It's just, like, literally just doing a voice. So I try to steer clear of that. So anytime I will add an impression into my act, I have to have a strong point of view on it.
0: That's good. You know, but that, that, you know, what you're doing is, and this is one of the reasons that I wanted you to come on here, because you constantly seem like a dude who's challenging himself. Yeah. So just doing the impression, you know, it's a lot like, It's a lot like the guitar, right? One of the reasons, and I don't play guitar well, Mm -hmm. but one of the reasons I always wanted to do it on stage, one of the reasons I didn't, well, a couple of reasons. One, I didn't like the stigma. I, if I'm being honest, was too concerned with what other comics would think. Of course, yeah. Which I shouldn't have been, because at the end of the day, I'm not performing for them. I'm performing for people in the crowd. Yep. But also, I didn't... There are easy ways. You get the guitar out, it's tough to bomb. You may not crush, but it's tough to bomb. Very, especially
1: if you can play decently. Yeah,
0: it and it's entertaining. It's very so, entertaining. So the same thing with voices, right?
1: Same thing with the voices, because I do I also do a lot of music impressions in my act. Yeah. Uh and with the music impressions, those hit very hard, but it's one of those things where I have to feel like I have a bit that I've written for it. Yeah. So I'm not just the guy who's just doing because people come up to me after shows and they're like, you should do, you should just be doing impressions the whole time. It's like, eh. I, you know what I mean? Like that stuff, I, I look at those as it's those are nice like to sprinkle throughout the set, but yeah. I don't want that to be the only thing that I'm doing where I'm just singing you and doing be a impressions. I want to be a stand up who does impressions yeah. and not and who does impressions and characters not rich a little not and an not right. I don't want to necessarily be like, that's the only thing I, I do because I, I like to write jokes too.
0: But that's the thing, man. By the way, that is the difference between good and great. I will tell you right now, like, right. So anybody who's good has a talent and they're like, I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm not going to challenge myself because I know I get good results but the difference between being good and somebody who people like to go see and somebody who's great, who has a career and is unique, mm-hmm. is the somebody who takes their good and challenges themselves to be great. Yeah. You could rest on what you do. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what you're doing, especially you're young, man. You said you're 27? hmm So at 27, to have that foresight and be like, you know what? I want to be great and continue to challenge myself is pretty impressive, man.
1: Yeah. I spent no joke, probably a couple of years, uh, I I would see, uh, you know when you see a comic go up and you're like, oh man, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you see their style. So whenever I see a really, really strong one-liner comic, I used to feel like, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. So I spent a couple years while I was writing uh, uh, my other jokes. I I mainly do act outs. I do a lot of physical comedy. Mm -hmm. It's high energy. Uh, I'll do like music and impressions, that kind of stuff. But a lot of it is like based on my physicality. Right. So I so rarely, you know, it's so rare that you see like physical stuff with one liners. So. I spent a couple of years just trying to write any one-liners that were good. And now I've got like, I've got a handful that are in my act, but like I've got those if if I need them, if let's say a big act out doesn't go the way that I planned. And then I'm like, I need to get out of this really quick. I've got a few one-liners that I can throw in there that like will get the audience back on board really quick.
0: Do you ever think about throwing the one-liners into the act out to make sure that the act out works? Do you know how I mean? But incorporate like a lot of times I'll write a joke, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, and I have a, a folder for not like a manila folder, but like a folder on my computer. Yeah, I brought out like an old manila folder. <laughs> yeah, ah. Joan uh, Rivers style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a folder. Uh, I um I can't wait. I'm gonna try. You know the haunted houses this year. Yeah. Um and last year. Uh. I tried a "Is Joan Rivers here yet?" joke. Didn't they didn't like that like, is Joan Rivers? She here yet? No, I'll come back when she is. Um, some people get really touchy. Um, but I, if I take a one-liner right that I like, and I have punchlines, and I go, Oh, "That doesn't work. I can't. I don't do those jokes. I don't do that. That doesn't work." And then I think, and then I try a new story. Like my stories are generally anywhere between twelve and t- stories, twelve and twenty. I have, I did a twenty-one minute story this weekend. Wow.
1: See, I look at that as something like, dude, I I don't even know where to start on attacking something like that.
0: for me, then I go back and I go, okay, this section needs some jokes. And I look at the jokes that I have and I go, okay, out of all these punchlines, can I go, can I take my story off the path just a little bit to figure out how to to get this joke in there
1: okay do you know what i mean yeah yeah implant some jokes in there so what i'll
0: do is i'll go okay because on all my stories i go off on tiny little tangents like i tell a story i'm telling a story that i know people are like it's an old story i told it once about five years ago couldn't figure out i was like this is not too long and not until recently have i really started to jump back into it it's a story about wrestling my son in the front yard but, so it's about 20, 21 minutes right now, but I go in and out because there are other tangents that I can take that are relevant to the story, mm-hmm. but that add punch to the story. So when I bring it back to the actual story, which may not have all of the jokes I need, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a way to weave it back and forth when you do that. So if you have punchlines, you could even, I mean, I don't mean to tell you how to do, but you can also throw them into whatever you're doing. Right. And, and try to save it that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I find the long story form thing, podcast has helped that. Because it, uh, not oh, too long ago, people were like, I need joke, 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 joke. And now, I feel like comedy crowds, especially comedy crowds who listen to podcasts, are, are a little more, and forgiving isn't the right word, patient.
1: Yeah, patient or receptive yeah. to hearing longer bits.
0: Because also... With your act outs, right? Yeah. The podcast has opened up people's eyes to be like, that was, I was entertained by that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's all, that's really taken a lot of the pressure off because I can go, there's some stories where I'm like, I don't think there should be any jokes in this two minute bit, part of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't think, this is just about the heart and the soul and why. and And in the past, you would have felt pressure. And what it does is it takes people out of the reality of the story, like an like an obvious punchline, right? You where you're
1: I mean? like, ah, that didn't, that doesn't fit there, it doesn't or fit, yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit. So it's I, like forced. I, do you when you tell when you do act outs and stuff? Yeah. When you do your act, do you have through lines, or are you do you jump around, or how do you?
1: I jump around a lot. I do like I mean. I try to sometimes have segues between my bits or whatever. Yeah. But to me, like I am not, I'm never as concerned with a set having segues in it. If it's really funny, like, because sometimes I'll do not bits that have nothing to do with each other that Mm -hmm. are like non sequiturs that my act is already kind of out there and a little, little weird. Yeah. So people give me a little bit of a break where they're like, oh, okay, his brain is not I agree linear. Mm-hmm. So he can ping-pong around on these bits and bring them up to me, and it's not super jarring like it is for, like, uh, if it's, like, a slower-paced yeah. comedian.
0: You also, man, have a level of commitment to your bits which is, like, envious. There's sometimes I look at him, like, that dude is, like, <laughs> 100% in. Even sometimes where I can see, like... I'm looking at the crowd, I'm like, I don't know if they're in 100%, but he fucking is. Always. A- always. Always. And then even I noticed- To a fault. <laughs> it, no, dude, because I noticed at the stand-up on the spot, even there was a time, there was a bit where I was watching, I'm like, they're not 100% in, but you were so in that eventually, they were all 100% in, because they were like, well, if he's 100% in, yeah. then fucking I am too. Right. Right. I I that for see, so what impresses me, man, is that you have learned a ton of lessons at twenty-seven that comics generally don't learn until their mid thirties. Like, so where do you think that came from?
1: That came from I've had that since day one. Really? Yeah.
0: The sense of play and the sense of being free and all of that?
1: Yeah, because I came I started off doing improv before I started doing stand Right. and with improv, the sense of play is so important to open up like different avenues within scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I, t- I try to treat every crowd like it's like, uh, an improv partner. Like if, if they like something mm-hmm. that I'm doing, then I will yes. And that, and I'll keep going along yeah. that way. If they d- keep denying something, I'll bring a different, you know, Uh, idea up or a different bit or or whatever Uh, but I've always had like this blinders mentality where where I'm like I know what's funny the audience will get on board eventually every once in a while though I have to shelf a joke I have to put it on the shelf for a bit because I am either not doing something in my setup it's usually my setups that Mm -hmm. I've found that It's not a hundred percent clear, but if I have a super clear setup, then the follow through on the act out, if I give it a thousand percent commitment, usually the audience will go along with me. If I have a clear setup that's, that's funny and, and that is resonating with the audience.
0: You know, what's interesting you say that is that, okay, I had a punchline Mm -hmm. and this happened this weekend that for not kidding. Three months. I've been saying to myself, "I know this is fucking funny." Yep. What am I missing? I know this is funny. I fucking know this is funny. And I would tell it, and every time I told it, I was like, "Why isn't that getting a bigger fucking laugh?" Yeah. Because I'm at a point where I kind of know what I say funny. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense. Yeah, no, like that makes sense. I can sense. look at something and go, "I think that's really funny." I could never tell. I write jokes. That I know that I can't tell, and I send them off to somebody else. Yeah, because I'm like, this is out this is not mouth. my voice. Yeah, work. yeah. But I was like, this is fucking funny. What is going on? It was the setup. Yep. The punchline was clear, and the punchline has such a clear point of view, but I hadn't set, I hadn't done justice. I hadn't put as much time formulating the setup as I had the punchline. Mm-hmm. So. It didn't hit as hard. And then I changed, not kidding, three words in the sentence. Yeah. Three words. Yeah. And this weekend I was like, oh, right. That's what I thought it was supposed to do. Yeah. It was really crazy. But that's why, like, you know, it's funny to me. And I don't know if if people, I think about this all the time, because whenever I have a comic on inevitably we talk about the craft and the art and I don't know how interesting it is to other people, but for me it's fascinating because it truly is an art. Oh yeah. And so when I, like when people like Pamela Anderson or other people are like, I'm just going to do stand up, I'm like, Hey, it's not that, it's not that easy. And just because you tell a joke at your office or you're funny in a room, you can be funny. In a, I have to tell you, people tell me all the time. I thought you'd be funnier walking. Around. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not on stage. I'm not right. on all the time. That's yeah. just how I think. Yeah, yeah. But just because somebody's funny in a room doesn't mean they're gonna be funny on stage. No. No. Not at all. It's a fucking craft.
1: It totally is. I mean that just remember some of the funniest people from your high school or college or yeah. whatever. Th- they can't No. They can't write and and do what a stand up comedian does on stage. It's it's completely different.
0: I've always uh, um, compared it to med school. And people are like I want to do stand up. I go, okay, but think of it as med school and think of it as the first five years, and I say five years because that's how long it took me to get out of undergrad. Yeah. Five years. First five years, you're kind of figuring out who you are. Sure. What you do well. Depending now, that can be accelerated by how hard you work at it. Yeah. But four or five years, you're like, hmm, this is oh, this is what I do on stage. this is what I do well now then you kind of have to figure out how you're gonna write and then you go to grad school yep and and it takes like the reason that I'm impressed with you is that I would tell you that it's very rare to find a comic under the age of 30 that is worth a shit just because they don't have the life and the stage experience right but that's why like like you know this my podcast a lot of my podcast is about people that Have either overcome shit Mm -hmm. or people that I'm impressed with and like I do a I watch a lot in town because I like watching what younger guys are doing and stuff and and like I've just been impressed with how you here's another thing you are on and and roast battle 2 is a massive new show yeah and kill Tony is a huge podcast but you pick your spots dude and it's like I said, like you're not carrying any of those shows by yourself, mm-hmm. but you, you make the most of your opportunities and you stand out. But the other thing you don't do is you're not gratuitous with it. You don't just say shit and throw it at the wall and go "Huh, oh, One out of every three will be funny or whatever. Like you wait until you have something. You're like, oh, this is going to be a fucking. Right. Right. Hammer. Right.
1: I try to choose my moments you on, do, though. On, you do. on all the shows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, where does that also like because most comics dude, are me 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 is that improv too?
1: I think it's an improv too because improv is all about the ensemble. So in in all these shows with roast battle, the goddamn comedy jam, and kill Tony, I look at them all as ensembles. Yeah, and and it's a big. E- each cast is very different, and and uh, I'm doing like different jobs in each show, but you are. One of the best rules in improv is when if you're trying to make your fellow improviser or scene partner or sketch player or whatever you want to call it. If you're trying to make the other person shine, you end up shining even more a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So by choosing your moments... And not like they call it steamrolling scenes, you know, like just like throwing stuff against the wall like like you're saying, for no reason. Like it's not contributing much, it's just making it about yourself. That never works out. But if you if you are making it and setting up other people to do well, mm-hmm. then you end up looking good too. And it's like this this big team thing. Like the like we are like Johnny and I were the roadie characters yeah. in the jam. We try to compliment everything and not take away. So like when, you know, when Josh comes out, he's making his analysis and he's sweating after his first song, you know, we're wiping the sweat off. <laughs> off By the his way, that's
0: not me, Josh. It's Josh Adam. Josh Adam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, And, uh, and, and just trying to, to, to compliment, like when people are are singing on that show, we're dancing, trying to get the crowd going yeah. because if the crowd is into it, the performers are going to feel more comfortable and they're going to shine more. By them, by them seeing the, how excited that the crowd is to see them. Yeah. So it's like all of it is is I attack it from an ensemble base.
0: It's smart. It's smart. It also makes people want to work with you. You know, the, that goddamn comedy jam is one of my, for me, one of the funnest things I've ever done. I love doing it because I have very few inhibitions, mm-hmm. right? So I don't really, I, I'm not nervous doing that. I'm super excited. But like I like it. I like things that are different. Where you get to again challenge yourself, yeah. in different ways, yeah. I mean that is because for a lot of for a lot of us, it's fucking frightening. But then I just go, I go all in, and I just go with you know spandex pants. Oh, and, that's what was great. You dressed up, you yeah. you, you, you <laughs> committed, you
1: you went for it, man. I love it. I love yeah. when comedians dress up and go oh, for yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The first time I did it, I think I wore leather pants with tape over my nipples, and we did Miley Cyrus. Yep.
1: Wrecking Ball, yeah.
0: Yep. And the second one we did um Wanted do or Alive, but I think I wore like tight spandex pants.
1: Yeah, like yeah, and then and a uh, so, uh, gold kind of glittery bandana. jacket and a yeah, bandana. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, why not, man?
1: Dude, if if you're gonna do it, go for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Do you are are you still in a spot? Are you working another job or are you just comedy?
1: Uh I've been fortunate enough to just been doing comedy full time since Two thousand and twelve. The, be- the amazing, beginning of two thousand twelve, yeah. So the last four years. I and mean is I'm that
0: in town money.
1: That's in town money and out of and out of town, like going on the road and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um I mean I'm in debt like a lot of <laughs> a lot of comedians. But <laughs> yeah. But uh but I don't have student loans. So I look at that as like, hey man, I have zero dollars of student loans. Yeah. So I'm like, this is my comedy college right now, let's yes. freaking do it up. So I'm in debt that way. But and I, and that's how I look in. at it. Oh yeah, yeah. all in. Uh, yeah, I've been full. I've been doing comedy full time since 2012, and I was doing it, you know.
0: So when you wake up in the morning, man, you wake up. You write. What do you do?
1: I try to. I. You do, don't
0: strike me as like a dude who sits down at a computer and writes.
1: No, I. All sometimes like. I'll sit down with like my joke book and I'll and I'll write. I I always I like handwriting more than me too. than typing. There's me something too. there's a disconnect for me 100%. with with typing. Yep. But uh daily routine, get on my computer, check emails, send emails, all that stuff, social media stuff, blah blah blah. Uh try to write later in the day. I also uh I do uh, I journal as well. To you? I do like daily journal entries.
0: That, and does that help with your joke writing?
1: It helps with, I, I think it does actually. Mean because like it mean like at just, the end just, of the day? Yeah, I try to like at the end of the day. This is what I did today. Yeah, it's kind of like a reflection kind of like this is what's going on in my life, this is how I'm feeling.
0: Do you ever poke fun at yourself in the journal?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like because I've like read some of the stuff, I've yeah. looked back on I'm like, why did I write this? This is, why, do, is that a why would I, <laughs> yeah, why would I talk about myself like this? Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this fucking, I read that last, this Jeremiah guy's a fucking homo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> 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 totally. Do you, do you ever wonder when you write in a journal? Because I remember when I used to write in a diary. Yeah. And I was younger. I was like a teenager. Because that's when you're supposed to do that. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> Hey, yo. <laughs> no, do you ever? I remember one of the reasons I stopped was because I could never be 100% honest because I was scared that somebody... Would read it or would something. ...would fucking find it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I... Is that,
0: did you do that at all?
1: Mm, it's rare that I will put down some re... Where I won't put down some yeah. extremely secretive stuff. But for the most part, like I'm pretty gratuitous and I'll put whatever yeah. that happened in that day in, in the journal. Because I want to eventually... I want to compile the all my journal entries into a book someday, right? Where it's it's like, have you read like uh, you were like uh,
0: watching Ferngully, Got hard again, yeah. No, probably, yeah. Well, probably won't. I don't know if that'll make the cut. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Jerked off to Nemo again? No, nope, yeah, yeah. not that no, one. No, no, no. <laughs> I think we we'll, uh, Yeah, can you
1: uh, get that out of here? All right, great. You know, I'll ask the editor. Fern yeah. No, no, Fern You put only <laughs> a full book of all my jerk off times. <laughs> That's and it's a giant book. It's a thick book. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, what would you do with that?
1: Oh, so okay. Have you read like uh, Have you read the Chris Farley show or Live from New York or any of those kind of books? No. Okay. Worthy. The way they yeah the the Chris Farley show is an amazing book and Live from New York. I don't know if you're a Saturday Night Live Huge. fan, but okay. I was
0: gonna. I was gonna I, is that a goal for you? Yeah,
1: that's been that's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. So have
0: you had the audition?
1: No, I've not auditioned for it. I'm hoping that after some of this. Comedy Central stuff and stuff like that, uh, goes down that, uh, I'll have the opportunity to, uh, audition you have people for, pushing for you. Uh, so I just submitted a writing packet. I've got, yeah, my, I've got a manager who submitted a writing packet for me. And then, uh, after Montreal, he wants me to, he wants to introduce me to them face to face in Montreal yeah. whenever, whenever, uh, we'll be out there later this week. And then he's, I have a reel that's ready to go that I made a couple months ago that, He's gonna send in uh, to try to get me uh, an audition in person.
0: What do you think would be? And then we're gonna get back to your book and your journal. Yeah. If you were like, this is the character that is gonna put me over the top in my SNL. Do you have do you already have that guy in your head? That that because you have to come in with like three original characters, right? Is yeah. That the way it goes.
1: Yeah, I've got one character that um, I feel like would would be a really really would put. My audition over the top for yeah for what uh, and you yeah have,
0: you can do a bunch of voices already yeah it seems like a no-brainer
1: that's what I'm hoping I, I I haven't been seen by them yet I just got good representation at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. uh, so this is all like like I went out on my first pilot season at the beginning of this year and this is all new so I'm right. like trying to figure it out and so hopefully I mean within the next couple of years they'll at least take a look at me I'm sure they will do yeah.
0: especially with all three of these things you got going on. Yeah. All right, tell me about the journal.
1: So okay, so with the Chris Farley show and live from New York, the way that they format it is really cool It makes it a really easy read where it's not just like pages and pages of like so this morning I went on this <laughs> like so they will set up different points in the history of Chris Farley's life, like where he went to college or whatever, and those are like the, the foreword or the beginning of the chapters. Later, they just have quotes from all these people that they interviewed about Chris Farley. And it's just fascinating. And yeah. then it says who they are underneath the quote, like Tim Meadows, when he said it around the time, uh, or like What's teachers, the Farley show? uh, the Chris Farley show. I'm going to go get that. It's great, man. And, uh, it's just, you learn so much about another person from what other people say mm-hmm. about them. And I love that format. So anytime somebody says something uh, that resonates with me or uh, that I that I I found cool, I th- will put it in my journal and, and quote them and and keep that as like as, as something that I will maybe put in a book down the road or something. Because you know sometimes <laughs> somebody will say something to you that means so much more to you than they even realize yeah. of what they said.
0: I've always said that you know, as a parent, you know, I have three kids, right? Yeah. And I've always said that because I reflect back on the way, you know, I have three older brothers, but my parents, but the truth is it does, as a parent, you'll say something to your kid that will have a profound effect on their lives Mm -hmm. and you'll have no idea you said it. Yep. Because to you, what they don't remember is those long talks. When you sit them down you're like, listen, in life, because their brain goes, check out. (laughs) <laughs> but the one line, and I've u- I use this example for everybody. People are like, why do you wear a hat? Because when I was very young, probably 13, my I was, dad was walking through the kitchen, and I was washing dishes, and he said, uh, you have a huge forehead. And I put on a hat the next day. Now, he doesn't remember that. Of course not. It was just a throwaway. He was, no, he didn't. He say huge. He was like, man, you got a big forehead. Yeah. It was just whatever. But to me, I was like, check that. Right Hat time Yeah Because I, I even checked in with my mom And I was like mom do I have a big forehead And she said you just have a lot of brains And I was like well that means I must have a fucking That's such a sweet mom, <laughs> mom response
1: That's like the, the nicest I
0: have the biggest forehead in oh, the world man.
1: I thought I would I literally thought I was perfect A perfect in every aspect Until I went to public school in 8th grade oh. And then first day of school uh, one of the kids on the football team, this black kid, Trey, is like, hey, man, you got a big nose. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like It shattered my universe.
0: Right, because you had been perfect. I was like, because I, I, yeah, I was pampered.
1: Like, well, my mom was like, oh, you're perfect, Bubby. Oh, you're the smartest. You're the fastest. You're the best. Like, all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm great. And then. <laughs> Woo! This kid just shattered Damn, me.
0: You got a big nose. Yeah. Did you go home from school that day? Like, what the
1: I mean, I started kind of looking at my nose and stuff. And I was like,
0: he's right! <laughs> that motherfucker! Dang it! He got me! Oh, public school will fuck you yeah, up. Yeah, man. Yeah. There was a dude in our high school locker room. I don't even want to mention his name. But he had an extra long... Yeah, y- yicky you. Mm-hmm. And he used to fucking, if you were sitting at your at the your locker, he'd oh, put it on your no. shoulder. Oh no! Oh Jesus! It was like it scarred you for life. Of course. But, but I always wonder about that. We obviously, when I was going on high, and I'm sure in your high school too, there was bullying. Hmm. Um, and I look back at some of the kids who were bullied, and they are actually, and I'm by the way, I'm not saying this makes you a success. Right but they are some of the more successful people and there the people who were doing the bullying are not Of course. Isn't that?
1: Yeah, cuz I feel like the, the the people who were bullied have more of a drive to to they have something more to prove. Because yeah. whenever let's say you're top dog in high school you don't have much to prove. Like you're given everything, like people you're the you're the popular person mm-hmm. whatever. And then you those are the people who look back now on their lives are like those were the good old days yeah. it's like what are you talking no, about
0: those suck dick. <laughs> i i what did you get have a lot of girlfriends in high school
1: not at all so the girl that i'm with right now uh my fiance uh i've only had sex with her i've never had sex with another woman outside of my fiance
0: okay i'm gonna ask a couple extra questions <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay so you met her in high school
1: no so I, I met
0: so you were a virgin in high school.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Did super, you, super virgin. Did
0: you see a vagina?
1: No. Mm.
0: And nobody touched your dick besides you.
1: And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Besides you. Yo, you got a big nose yeah. and a small dick. What's yeah. going on, man?
0: <laughs> but, okay, so... You left high school. So high school, wow. So leading up to eighth grade, when you say you were sheltered. Yeah. Does that mean you weren't in a public school?
1: I was in a private Christian school up until eighth grade.
0: So eighth grade to 12th grade must have been a fucking shell Dude, shock
1: it was so eye-opening. Because first of all, I thought that there was cute girls at this uh, private Christian school that I right. went to. And then I went to public school and I was like... They're hideous. like like the girls at the, the, the private school yeah. compared to like uh. the general population of girls who are like you know wearing short shorts, yeah, like pop when you, you know boobs, pop, like lipstick,
0: yeah. all that stuff. It's just like okay, so it wasn't for lack of trying that you didn't see a vagina or were you shot were you painfully shy? Were you one of those dudes?
1: I was.
0: were you were hmm. you popular with guys but just somebody who didn't see vagina?
1: I okay if this makes sense I look back now at some of the interactions that I had mm-hmm. in high school and I could have gotten laid a bunch of times but I was so like dumb right like no, okay. so over the head like I hung out with this one girl like every day during the summer and like I never kissed her and we like went to the the pool every day together and yeah. all that stuff and like looking back at that now is like oh she was like Trump, you know what I mean, dude.
0: There was one girl who was at my house. We had played tennis. It was a summer, and she. We went back to my house to get something to eat or drink, and she was like, "It's hot, huh?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Would you mind if I took a shower?" I'm like, "No, go ahead." And then she goes, "You gonna you gonna take a shower?" I go, "Yeah, I'll go after you." Yep, oblivious. Of course, completely oblivious. Because in my brain, I'm thinking, first of all, in high school. The idea that men and women took showers together, not on my radar.
1: No, I'm like, oh, no, that's <laughs> something you do when you're married. Yeah. 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 yeah, and yeah. Not only
0: that, like, it's more practical. <laughs> like, no, there's not a lot of room. I don't want to be cold. Like, if I get the back, yeah, I, get yeah. the back I don't want to the back, right? It sounds
1: kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, you just, <laughs> I kind of want my space, so yeah, you, you know just what? take it up. I don't
0: know if we're going to be using the same shampoo and conditioner, so. Yeah. yeah like, hindsight being what it is. Yeah. So you thinking that there's,
1: I mean, there was, there's a lot of instances where I look back on where I could have made moves or whatever towards girls. Like I went over to this one girl's house on Halloween that she only invited these other hot girls over and me and I could, I didn't, and I didn't make a move at all. And like looking back now, I'm like, Oh, I could at least like made out or whatever with like any of them, at least one, one of them, you know? The low-hanging fruit on the tree, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean. (laughs) Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, memories that I look back on that I'm like, I was so oblivious and I was just so, like.
0: Did you have friends? Were you, did you have a lot of dude friends? Yeah. Were you funny? Were you class clowny?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I was, one of those guys who was, like, I was friends with everybody. Right. On most of like the scales of popularity on the school, like I was, uh, like I was friends with all like the guys who played sports, but I was also friends with like some of the nerdier uh, uh, guys and girls because I was involved in uh, in broadcast, and I was I was I would make like short films and music videos and sketches and stuff in high school, and I used to do. Uh, I used to be the uh, the news anchor for Tiger TV, is what it was called. Oh. So, like, everybody knew me. Like, the, the principal would walk by me and be like, Jeremiah Watkins, the face of Blue Valley High. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Was
0: your principal Brody? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brody has, he's, he's had a big right, career. Huh? He's, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, so you, it's always interesting to me, like, people's place in high school because it does i think you can pick out the people that you know now and almost guess what their high school experience was Mm -hmm. just if you know them for a little while right because i'm with you like if somebody references high school within the first couple minutes of a conversation well that was the end of the line for you yeah that's where you peaked yeah which is a little that's why like the one thing that people who got bullied hopefully learned and guys again i'm not saying that it's good but i hopefully they learned because that my son who just left mm-hmm. tall handsome kid right <laughs> i mean he he's a great looking guy right, right? <laughs> i handsome. mean handsome he Spent from age nine to 17 on the just the wrong end of being bullied yeah and it was tough for me to watch dude Super tough. Well, did you,
1: yeah? Did you get bullied much in high school? I did not. See, I I I really didn't get bullied in high school.
0: No, because you know what? Here's what I think. You had your sense of humor, right?
1: Oh, it was yeah. It's a deflector, like it it's possibly. a defense me- mechanism. You can't you can't beat somebody who's always like, eh,
0: well, whatever. You know, yeah, like goes with the flow. They don't want to be humiliated. Yeah, you bully me all you want. I'm gonna humiliate you. Right. In front of people. I'm. If that that's what it will come down to is a sense of humor. And also, like, we're nice guys and all that, right? I watched him get bullied. It was rough. Mm-hmm. And all I can hope for, and this is what I hope for, the, the only thing that I, that I had took solace in was that the, some of the people that got bullied the most in my high school, what they learned was that they could just overcome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They a And they learned not to quit and not to give in and all that shit. But, like, I, there were some people in my high school that, like, There was one kid who just, by the time he was a junior in high school, maybe junior, I think, he just, for his whole junior year, he just kept his head shaved because if he knew, if he didn't shave it, somebody else was got him.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. They did this. By the way, his
0: nickname ended up being Psycho.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where's that guy now? Oh, you know, he. He's an accountant at Wells Fargo. He's doing all right. It's like what?
0: Actually, you mean psycho? I might check up on him later on Facebook and just let me know. (laughs)
1: Let me know about psycho, because that's the opposite end of the spectrum. Whereas like <laughs> Josh is like yeah, a little bowling can do yeah, some good, and yeah. this guy's like. By the my way, name is guys, Psycho. I'm, le- again, let me just
0: not. <laughs> Welcome say to the pro bullying yeah, podcast. Let me just say the pro bowling is terrible. Like it, it is horrible, and it does scar these kids, and and that's why like when Jakey got it, it was painful for me. I was just trying to find a positive, positive. and the only positive that I could find was that a lot of the kids who got bullied when I was in high school figure out a way to overcome yeah and that's a powerful thing to be able to figure out in your life in general to figure out a way to not let other people dictate to you what your life is going to be fucking pretty good lesson i hope i mean i don't know if he's learned it yet he's he's walking to 7-eleven to get a big gulp (laughs) right so things are probably pretty good what do you want to plug buddy it's already oh shit
1: uh let's see here so you got a ton of stuff to plug yeah uh so i just did this uh this indie comedy movie called the bet you uh, did yeah it's on video on demand uh uh it'll Who's? be tomorrow um july 26th
0: whose movie uh
1: it's uh it's with uh diamond dallas page yeah uh it's rowdy Roddy piper's last film appearance oh so it's gonna yeah. be in the oscars <laughs> <laughs> it's get some uh, Oscar buzz. jake the snake roberts there's oh, I like love it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's cameos from like jerry Bednob and uh and like dave england from jackass a bunch of different guys uh that's out on video and a man uh roast battle check it out on comedy central and then the goddamn comedy jam is coming out to comedy central in august the end of august the, the special yeah the special
0: um all right and i guys my road dates I'm in Oklahoma. I keep forgetting the name of the casino this weekend.
1: And, and I'm at uh, Jeremiah stand up on all social media. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm at Josh Wolf on everything. Com comedian tour dates, but Chicago's coming up second week in August. St. Louis after that. And yeah, let's make America fun again, man.
1: Let's do it. Let's make America funny again.
0: <laughs> yeah, this yo, yo, I'll be Trey. Let's make <laughs> hey, you okay. Man, you got a big nose. What? It, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? It, what? <laughs> Trey, what? I mean, that oh. just cracked your entire, like, your who am I? Broke.
1: Oh, in immediately. A fucking sentence. Oh, dude, yeah.
0: You went from like I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm perfect.
1: To, <laughs> oh no. Um.
0: All right, dude. Everybody, you will trust me when I tell you. A couple years from now, you go. Oh yeah, that was that motherfucker. All right, we'll talk to you soon later.